Welcome to The Inner Gateway, a podcast where we discuss ways to uncover our true selves and gain courage to make changes in life. I am your host, Misha Frankel, and I invite you to join me on this journey of discovery as Carmen Sanchez shares some of the insights she gained during her travels. Welcome, Carmen Sanchez Katajeda. Delighted to have you with me to have a chat. Carmen comes from Spain. She's a mentor, a coach. She does shiatsu. She's a world traveler and currently following her dream of discovering her inner self. Carmen, can you tell us a little bit about your travels from the beginning to currently and what you've discovered about yourself along the way? Hi, Misha. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've been a traveler since I was born. I travel a lot with my parents. My dad was doing roads in Spain. So every year we will change the city or the town where we lived. And, and that's how I started in my early childhood. And then since I was 19, I started traveling by myself just to, yeah, always with the intentions of of getting to know myself of of getting to know the self that I am and I've been in many countries doing a lot of uh, pilgrimage I could say that's that's fascinating so tell us about some of these pilgrimages you've done so um, I went to London when I was 19 and that was my first like independence travel the first time that I traveled by myself mm-hmm. and and then in there a new world opened because London as you know is the is a capital of the world so we could travel from there to everywhere and I met a very good group of friends and I met my husband there in London as well so we start traveling overseas so we went to Asia and as a backpacker like saving as much money as we could for work from working in whatever you know like I work everywhere working in bakeries in boats in restaurants in shops yeah, I work everything when I was young. And can I ask you a question at this point? Yes, when, please. When you met your husband, neither of you could really communicate in the same language. Yeah, he no. Was Spanish, <laughs> he was English from Australia. How did you manage? And also when you were traveling around with language, what language did you speak? Was it Spanish or do you have other languages? It's very nice that you ask this question because you know me, like we are friends and then you know how I express myself. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I don't get the word, but I always express myself. And with Justin was like that. Even before Justin, the, the year that I was in London and I didn't meet him then, I didn't speak any word, but I always made myself understood. I had always my little callings, you know, the, the pocket dictionary. Of course. Um, English, <laughs> Spanish translation. So I, in case that I needed, I always had my little callings. But if not, it was always with body language, always very open to listen so I really put all my attention when when I listen to someone so maybe I don't understand the language but I can understand the the meaning I've experienced this even with birds you know I don't understand bird language but I can I can be there and pay attention and and have a communication so with the people that I met in my travels it was just like that like having the time to be seated and not be in a hurry and and try to understand what we wanted to say, what we wanted to talk. And always is the soul talk, like when a soul wants to express itself and and then, yeah, and then it's understood. It's it's just like that. I agree 100%. You always manage to make yourself understood. And it's your beautiful smile and the way you express yourself, always going deeper, always seeking the consciousness within. So tell us about your, your journey. Where mm. did you go that was fascinating? I know of two trips, but I will let you express them. Mm. 
it's very nice to talk about this because um, even just talking about it makes, you know, like open new doors inside me because I, when I look back and remember all those trips when I was 24, 25, and we went to Asia, I was traveling with Justin. And as I say, we were backpackers. So we just stayed in very cheap accommodation and in many different places, like every week or, or every few days, we would change the place. And we just wanted to see as many places as we could. So at that time, I think it was... I didn't know, but I was seeking for peace. Like I was seeking for, not, not so much for myself or, or the self within me, but for an experience that could calm my, my soul, my spirit, because I was very excited continuously and, mm -hmm. and I moved, I, I was very fire and, <laughs> and I needed, or that's what I thought, that I needed something that will stop that fire, that will calm that um, very agitated spirit. And so Asia seemed so the perfect place. But when we were traveling through Thailand and Myanmar, and get, getting deep into the roots of the countries, like very little villages with, with maybe just two families living there. That was where I found myself more calm, where I could not think, like not have so much thinking because I was such of a thinker, always with the mind on. And, and yeah, those places were the one who, me the most but then the trip will continue like the travel would continue then you know like we will have maybe a plane to catch so we were making our way to to get to the next city and and then those experiences just stay in the back of my mind like this is what I'm this is what I am good uh, this is what I what I really enjoy but it's still maybe because I was very young maybe because I thought um, it was just a certain time to do that and then I have to go back to a real life you know like in italics real life <laughs> then it was just keep going and then because Justin is Australian and I'm in Spanish is we always had the opportunity to travel in between when we went back and forth to one of our countries so we will stay a few months in Australia and then travel in the way to Spain and then stay for a few years in Spain because Spain was always easier for work and study so when I came back from this first big journey it was 10 months traveling around and we we went back to Spain and I decided that I wanted to study I didn't have the urge to study before because I didn't find anything that I really I really liked or I really want to spend my time and my energy in but traveling through Asia I understood that that was a connection with me and health and and working with people so then we stayed for three years in Spain and and I did my my studies in shiatsu and I did traditional Chinese medicine as well and then with when with that we decided to go again into another big travel so that was really quite a time. Mm. You had this peace, you had this quiet, you actually went through a process of calming the mind. And once the mind was calm and it wasn't going overboard all the time, you were able to find an aspect of you and that service, the shiatsu, the TCM, that was all physically body, but it was also the energetic body because you're working in both all the time. When you're working, whether it's shiatsu, whether it's Chinese traditional medicine, there's always that interconnection. And I see you as is searching all the time. So once you had your shiatsu and your TCM, how did you put it into practice? Mm. It's very interesting how life works because it's always like you know, like we talk our higher self always looking after us or our guides looking after us. But it's those guides and the higher self is within us. And I think it's putting life in front of us. So we just have to follow that um, intuition. And 
it all started with massage because after after the the travel and I have this call and mm -hmm. and I went to look for what could I do and the thing that I find easier to start was a diploma in in remedial massage so that's how everything started but it was too physical so as soon as I started I knew that wasn't going to take me anywhere and and then that's why I went to college to do shiatsu because as you say it got the next level mm. and an interconnection with not just the physical but touching the spiritual touching the 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 deeper level of the human being so massage and then shiatsu and then when I finished shiatsu the same thing happened it was like I knew that was very good but I really to get in contact with something deeper and then that's when TCM came because we were already planning to to do our next trip but that was in university and it was a course that I could do half on site and half on online online yeah thank you oh, so that's incredible so yeah. this was a progression and the the massage the remedial massage was the first domino to mm. fell down and from that domino you went deeper then deeper again always looking for who you are I, this is fascinating please continue <laughs> thank you yeah it was very interesting because I did uh, the first year in Spain and when I the traditional Chinese medicine I mean and then the second year that was online and that was when we were traveling through India and it was very incredible because you know traditional Chinese medicine sees the human being as the entity between earth and heaven mm -hmm. and and for me that really stuck it was I don't know like an insight like very deep because this searching that I always had all my life looking for who I am and and what is the meaning of being a human being that really touched in the core of my self so a human being is what is between the earth and the heaven and the and the, and the universe you know like like mm -hmm. that being that is connecting everything not that is connected by but is connecting. connecting and that was amazing and actually I got pregnant in India during this time so for me it was like very yeah I, I don't even know how, how to describe that moment you know when I knew when I learned that I was pregnant and and we didn't even planet because we were traveling as backpackers and it was like but I'm learning that a human being is is what is connecting both realms so this is happening for a reason like everything but but this more you know like it's even more incredible so in other words the pregnancy and your daughter happened at the right time you were yeah. traveling through India you were doing the TCM but how many people will do Chinese traditional medicine and just look upon it as one level. How many of them actually go deep enough, are ready to go deep and see the connection between the two? Mm. In your studies with other people, did you perceive that others were ready for that as well? Was it a universal thing or was it just you ready at the time? I feel always very mm, kind of alone, you know, I always felt kind of alone. Mm. So I put this out and I try to explain myself with my study group, uh, with my teachers. I had a couple of teachers that I was very uh, connected to and I tried to explain it was like, okay but focus in the study you know like yeah yeah this is beautiful <laughs> amazing and wow you know like cool but but focus in the study we have cases to do and it, it was like very practical and I think um you know TCM as well like it's very strict and doesn't let a lot of space for for this deep 
um, spiritual connection, which is very funny because Lao Tzu, for example, is all about the spiritual connection, which is the beginning of, of TCM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in the way, like everything with every process that a human being has touched so far, it gets it get lost in the mind, you know, because, for example, the pregnancy, it was so in time and perfect, yeah, in the perfect time for my um, understanding with my soul, but for my mind, it was crazy. And it took me three months to really accept it, that that was happening, like mm-hmm. in my body, in my mind, in my projection of my life. You know, it, it was like coming back and forth continuously to understanding in a very deep level that this is what it was and, and the best possible way, but then coming back to pragmatic reality you know like Mm -hmm. it it was always fighting in in between two realities until one day I felt Indira moving and we call her Indira just for to remind them of (laughs) India (laughs) and I felt her moving and we were in a sacred city in Rajasthan and that was what what really made me understood yeah this is going to happen physically is it is happening and I have uh, six months to get ready and, and I'm going to be ready by the time. But yeah, these three months, these first three months took me to a very big roller coaster of understanding. So I understood my colleagues as well, my, my fellow students and, and my teachers. I understood that it's very difficult to, to be open to this because it's very easy to get lost with the pragmatical aspect of life Hmm. I agree with you 100% because Hmm. that is the problem that you see that everybody tends to sort of go into the mind and look at the practicalities of things but only when you go beyond the mind where you can see a little deeper and you have this feeling sense within yourself when you feel the energy moving within yourself and you have that inner connection something else happens It's like you've opened that door. The light is now shining through. I'm going to follow that light. Where is it leading me? So you were in that space for three months where Indira was moving. The minute she started moving, it became real. Now, as a mother with two children, I understand 100% what you're saying. Those first three months are oh my God, what's happening to me? Nothing's happening. Everything's fine. And then that first little kick, oh my gosh, everything is is not fine. That's Mm. exciting. Mm. It's exciting. Now, you were during this time, I believe, riding on camels in the desert. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we crossed the Rajasthan desert and it was, yeah, I'll say, until today, one of the most incredible experience that I had because the group that we were traveling with was amazing. So we had, you know, like how life is, it's amazing. <laughs> we had a pediatrician, so a baby doctor traveling with us. You're joking. This is yeah. incredible. Incredible. <laughs> so we were talking about the baby, what is developing at this time, you know, like what you know, like he was uh, so kind and so excited for us as well and so excited that we were doing this. So we didn't stop the trip because I felt pregnant. We just kept going and and it was very, very exciting. And we were traveling with an engineer that it was so, yeah, so kind as well. So he was the one who always, every problem that we had, he was there resolving any situation with light, with water. It was very very cool so it was just the four of us like like a group you know like we met in the first city and we did until the last one so when we finished in I think the last one was Bikaner Bikaner I think and Uh and yeah it was it was beautiful we also did the other way around like normally people follows one path and we did the other path just to try to not be with so much people because by Mm -hmm. that time we weren't 
tourists, like we didn't feel like tourists, we, we felt like travelers, you know, and that means taking your time and we didn't have any plane ticket anymore and we didn't have any anything planned. So it was planning by the go. So I remember, for example, in Jasselmeer, I met Sitar uh, player so he mm -hmm. was in he was a very famous sitar player and he was having a festival he was working in a yoga festival in the city and then it was so amazing that he he opened the door for us he said please come and tell your friends to come as well this is just once every three years so you gotta oh, enjoy it and really mm. exciting Yes. yes, so we could stay because we didn't have anywhere to go. So we just stopped the, the itinerary just to stay those three days and, and get into to that. That was a spiritual journey because it was getting up very early, doing yoga, many sessions of different yogas, many sessions of chanting and, and uh, music. It was really, really spectacular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that's really incredible. So how many months was this? So you were still pregnant. How were you going with the pregnancy? And when did you have Indira? So this was four months in India. And okay. we, so it was the first three months that was the very difficult time. You know, like I always try to put it outside because of the mind, as I was saying before. So this, mm -hmm. this fight, you know, so it's, no, it's yeah. because it's, it's, it's smelling horrible here because there is not sewage or there is not rubbish uh, being taken. Like the rubbish was a burn in the streets. And, and I was always putting it, putting it outside. I feel so bad because of this. I feel so bad because of that. But I was feeling so bad because I couldn't, cope with the with Goodness. the yeah with the you know like the knowing that I was going to be a mother and that everything was going to change so so though those three months were like that and then progressively little by little like when we were traveling through one place to another then it was like getting getting an understanding that yeah it not it wasn't because the rubbish was burning in the street it was because that sorrow was in me, that fear was in me. And, and getting in contact with that fear was very deep and profound and beautiful as well, even if it was painful, extremely, extremely painful. It was beautiful because I was in the street with, in India, where almost everybody lives in the street, you know, like they, like they have their houses to go at night, but the life, the day life mm -hmm. is in the street markets and 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 rivers and prayers and and everything is done in the street so as a traveler that you are always out and and walking to places and yeah like pilgrimage you know we did in Hampi we did a pilgrimage through the mountains and it was incredible because it was a face-to-face -face and an elbow to elbow with with the people that are going through their sorrows as well. It's much easier to do it in India than it would be to do it in Australia or in Spain, because in, in our countries, in Australia and Spain, people hold those sorrows, like put a mask and, and, you know, like maybe cry in the room, but not showing it. But in India it was very easy to let that, to share that, not let it go because it was deep. Uh, it took me three months, but, but to, go in there you know and and to cry about it and to don't feel good and to vomit in the street or whatever I needed to like it was it was big and then the last month was when we did the desert and I felt so much better and we met this beautiful uh, man and and yeah and it was way much better like like a relief you know like I release because I let mm -hmm. go of that worries and fears and and past and and relief because I was feeling life uh, inside me but also just besides Indira me myself you know I was feeling relieved mm. of course it is because you moved mm. and everything became tangible in a different way because once you let go of this need to hold on to everything 
of this need to understand everything on the mind level, then everything changes. Mm. So it changed for you and you finished this trip. You had your beautiful daughter. And then what happened after that? Where did you go? Did you go back to Spain? Because I I know you had another huge pilgrimage after that. Yeah, we Mm. did um, a month in Australia. So we came when we finished India, we went to Singapore for just a week, uh, just to relax, you know, just to live, to to get in contact with the city and the city life before going back to Australia, because it would be very strong to go from India to Sydney. So we did a week and we recovered in Singapore. And then we went to Australia and stayed in Sydney. And with the family, it was very, very good. Like, you know, like it's, it's Justin's, it was Justin's first kid. So everybody was very happy as well. And, and yeah, it was beautiful. And then we went through Brussels and through Amberware, uh, Amberes in Spanish, but Amberware to visit a friend there, which was very beautiful as well, like to stop for another week in between Australia and Spain. So you see, even with these little things, now that I'm telling you and I'm recapitulating, it's so beautiful that we did it this way. So we had breath before the family, before going back to the roots, you know, so that's what we did. And after... That's beautiful because you had breathing space between one thing and another. And that gave you time to bring yourself down, lift yourself up. There was always this, but not all the way down, not all the way up. It was maintaining a a modicum of movement, always going forward, keeping keeping in line with yourself, with who you are and um, your journeys. Let's have a little bit more. Otherwise, we're going to run out of this time (laughs) and go on to another time. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Spain. And Indira was born there for months, three and a half months after we arrived. And so it was perfect because we had the perfect time to make a house, you know, like to get ready for her and to get ready for us as well. (laughs) It was very difficult at the beginning, very, very difficult for us being backpackers and and always doing whatever we wanted without much worrying you know just like hey, pack up and go come and, on you were free spirits and yeah. you just followed the, the wind wherever yeah. it led you mm. yeah so when this little human came to us it was like very grounding but grounding in the way of of too much grounding you know like like suddenly too much earth, too much earth, and I was fire, and, and it was very difficult to, to deal for the first few uh, months, and once again, when she was two, we came to Australia, and she wasn't two, she was almost two, we came to Australia, and, and that's when we spark again, like we decided, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, even if she's a baby, we still can do our life because this is our life. And in that trip, it was six weeks and we traveled all around. We did quite a bit of Australia because we had friends and family all around. And, and then it was very cool. And when we came back to Spain, we had the spark on again. And, and we felt like planning our next big uh, trip. And the next big trip was El Camino de Santiago. And with, yeah, with Rajasthan Desert, it was the second most amazing experience I've ever done in my life because this was walking. <laughs> Rajasthan was in camel, you know, but this was walking and, and pushing a pram. So that was, that was incredible to be able to do that. We started in San Juan de Luz, San Juan de Luz, which is in France. And we did all the way through the north coast of Spain to Santiago in La Coruña. And that took us 36 days. Goodness me. Tell me, did Indira do any walking or was she in the pram all the time? 
she was so beautiful like she is beautiful but I think that's when when she blossomed you know because actually she get out of her nappies during the walk during the Camino and it was so easy like she was ready and she couldn't talk much because she was so we always talk in to her in both languages so she was just trying to to get it you know so she <laughs> talked very little but she was very uh, expressive so as we were saying before with yeah. I, I never had a barrier with language she she didn't so she couldn't say words but she could express herself very well and she decided that that was the time to to lose the nappies and it was so easy so we start buying nappies at the beginning and then by the halfway we didn't have to buy any any more nappies that was brilliant <laughs> yes so easy and she was walking a lot like for a baby you know like she it was very funny she was walking like tip top tip top tip top and she got tired and then we put her in the pram again and and just keep pushing and then she went out again for another few a hundred meters so by the end she could walk maybe two k's you know because we did like 30 every day between 25 and 35 so yeah maybe she could do maybe two uh, kilometers or three kilometers walking I think that's incredible for a two to three year old yeah yeah Mm -hmm. amazing she was very very good and she got um she got worn out like by the I think it was when we were already in Asturias so we're very close to the end so maybe on the day 20 or or 20 something and she got worn out so she had a little fever that we got worried like what is going on and then we went to a doctor in Spain and she was so beautiful and she said oh she's just worn out tomorrow she'll be she'll be fine she (laughs) needs to be in this journey you know like I think everybody should do that and for us was amazing because on the back of the mind there is always this feeling of guilt you are Mm -hmm. doing this you shouldn't do this you know like all our family in both in both sides of the planet we're going like you are crazy she's too little why don't you wait until she seven or eight you know like you shouldn't do that so in the back of our mind was oh my god what are we doing but then getting to this beautiful pediatrician she was like oh she'll be fine tomorrow every little kid should do that this is the best you can give her <laughs> and it was like wow you know very 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 special yeah that was an exceptional pediatrician that's for sure <laughs> yeah in a little town in Aviles, a very little town in in Asturias and when we got to the end you know this feeling of that you walk all the way and then you feel everybody with this I don't know the energy in Santiago is amazing you know like there's a lot of people that has achieved their uh-huh. their journey their purpose they they became I don't know they, like they achieved their goal yeah it was like a challenge and they overcome the challenge they proved yeah. to themselves that they could do it. Yes. So there is a lot of, you see a lot of smiles and a lot of tears of joy in that mm-hmm. particular square. There is a square where you get the Compostela, the, you know, where you get signed, the many, how mm-hmm. many kilometers have you done and all of that. And it, and then you see all these people crying and smiling. And then you also cry and smile. And it was <laughs> very special. And our friends came to receive us. You know, we have friends living in A Coruña and they they traveled to Santiago to find us. And that was like very emotional as well to have someone that support you at the end. Like, of course. Wow, that was amazing. I just get goosebumps of that <laughs> that feeling i've got goosebumps for you i think that was phenomenal <laughs> yes to have gone through all that in the end have family be there for you knowing that they supported you because this took quite a time to do that didn't it the whole walk yes, yes 36 days 36 yeah. days yes well done girl well done <laughs> thank you yeah so yeah and and the travels keep happening michelle like we <laughs> after australia as i say we just we just organized some, um, the camino when we did the camino we we thought this is us it's very um silly to not be us you know to try to fit mm-hmm. in the normal 
this normal reality in italics because this, there is no the reality is where you live and you need to live your life as it is so we we travel here and then and and do you know like for summer like justin is a teacher and and i always work with self-knowledge and spiritual guidance and and getting in contact with with the being so we could travel wherever we go so we did summers in at the coast in spain and then came back to madrid for um the winter and and when interior was almost five we decided it was time to to experience australia because every time that we experienced australia was like maximum for three months which was with with what my visa holds, you know, like I could yeah, stay longer than three months. So when we came for the periods of three months, then I couldn't work. So we just we just go back and we never really lived. So we thought Justin was really homesick. He were he really wanted <laughs> to have that experience for him and his daughter, you know, like because so indeed I can be Australian as well and the thought of it was very interesting for me because I thought she is from she comes from India but in in the middle of these two other worlds you know so I thought that was that was probably very very good for her and for upbringing so we moved when she was five we moved and we've been here since then, so three years we've been in Australia now. So did you immigrate to Australia? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. You, you also are on a dual Australian and Spanish? Yes. Okay. By this stage, just fill me in a little bit here, was Justin speaking any Spanish? Yeah. After 14 years in Spain, uh, almost 15, he speaks very good uh, Spanish. He has a big accent like I do. I have my Spanish accent, so he has his Australian accent, but communicate perfectly. And he was he's an English teacher, so he was working in English, but with family and friends, he could express Mm -hmm. very well. Yeah. So when we moved, he he is he spoke perfectly Spanish yeah okay so now you're back in Australia and you you needed to do some work so you started working yes so I applied from for a permanent residence and during you know like it's a a year that took that process Mm -hmm. so during that year I had a bridging visa that allowed me to work so I convalidate my studies with Australia. So I did, I had my, I convalidated the diploma because I thought that was, that was going to be the easiest way to start and the cheapest as well, because it was very expensive. And I started working in a five-star hotel. So mm-hmm. I was looking for just, just to get enough money to go by while we were adapting. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and that was that worked really well because I worked for days a week, mm-hmm. and I was one day uh, getting into into my own practice, like at home, you know, like getting. Mm-hmm. We we lived in a big house that we uh, could accommodate one room for my work. So in that day, I started working with friends and family, and I that was beautiful response from from everybody that we knew and and little by little that they fill up so I was feeling very good and very confident to take uh, one day out of the uh, hotel and and I was trying that for a few months Uh, but I wasn't feeling really well at the hotel anymore, you know, because having the practice at home, I felt that that's what I really wanted to do every day, but I didn't have enough clients to do it. So I had to broke my knee to understand. (laughs) (laughs) You had to break your knee in order to understand. And of course, we both know the knees are what bend and take us forward. So here you were practicing shiatsu and other things in your beautiful little room at home you break your knee yes yes and that was what really helped me understood that 
that I, I, I didn't have to go to the hotel anymore, even if I did, wasn't getting what I thought was enough money, this was what I had to do. And it was very easy because with my broken knee, I couldn't work anyway in the hotels. So I talked to the manager and, and she was very sad to let me go. Like she offered me to do a couple of things and I was doing workshops there, you know, like a spiritual workshops. And that was really, really cool because I was very happy with that. But I never went back to massaging there. So, so yeah, it was beautiful. And then COVID hit. It was perfect timing as well. <laughs> it was perfect timing because we met just before COVID. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and but by then you were already quite deep into your spiritual journey. Your yes. depth of understanding wasn't just on the surface. It was really very deep. Yes. So that's our connection then. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was looking for you. I asked for help because I had all of these insights and I didn't know how to put them in order. I didn't know where they come from. You know, I had all of these mm -hmm. deep experiences in my meditations, in my writing, because I write all my life. I always carry my journey and I had all of these realizations and I was looking for a wise woman who could help me. And this was my petition. You know, this was my, I put it there mm -hmm. and then you came you came through my very good friend Gabby and I didn't have any doubt it was you because when we went to your house with my broken knee remember I had to put cushions, <laughs> I, and know, everything. cushions. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew this was what I what I needed to do then and and your help has opened me to the deepest understanding so far because it's been you know like deepening and deepening mm -hmm. like layer after layer after layer through all my life like when we were saying before the searching became yeah. finding you know like like that's it's, right it's like that and the hurry became peace like no more hurry no more wanting no more desiring in the surface but but the siren in the deepest of my heart. And, and then what we did, what you show me was putting everything in order, like, like seeing it as a picture, not just as very different frames. And, and that really helped me. And, and, sometimes, and was, sometimes in life, we need structure. We need structure. Exactly. We need structure. We need a map. We need to, to learn all the different archetypes that make up who we are and work from there. And working with you for that, for a year, we met fortnightly for a year, going mm. through the very depths. We did the Tree of Life course. We mm. went in deep and deeper and deeper. And for you, I could see you blossoming because you had it within you. All you needed was the courage to allow it to be. And once you got that courage, the insight started flowing. It was for me the greatest pleasure to see you blossoming and, and blooming. You were blooming. Thank so it, it was really a beautiful year of discovery for me to see you doing it and for me to discover more of myself in the process. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was wisdom both sides. And you know, we both know that you can have a lot of knowledge but unless you have the understanding of that knowledge, you have nothing. Once you have the understanding, you've got the wisdom behind it. And this is something that you were starting to see within yourself, is that inner wisdom. And your search continued from there, always going into the realization, the wisdom behind it, and the, the fluff. I call it fluff, because life can be very fluffy sometimes. That was left behind because it was no longer necessary. Mm. You, were, you were walking the path of what was right, what was important for Carmen this time around. And you put it very well when you say map, because the tree of life is a map, actually. Mm. But the, my journey has been a map, even mm -hmm. if I didn't see it you know at the beginning mm -hmm. but now as you say it 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 show it 
in front of me like how clearly this map has this stop and the next one and the next one and every stop was following my the being you know that that's why is um journey to the center of the being because i saw a little bit of the being in every stop Mm -hmm. and with our year of study I've never had so much discipline. And as you say, it's uh, very important to have order. And for me, it was more like to experience whatever, however, you know, like if I was there and it was happening and I was so, so go f- going for it. But the order that the tree of life brought, it opened to a discipline that I always wanted to have and that I was longing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the meditations got deeper, the everything got deeper. I was, you know, like, I didn't know that I was getting ready for this, <laughs> but I was, because yeah. just, sorry. Yeah, you were definitely getting ready, mm. because before you were scratching on the surface. Mm. Now you were going beneath the surface, and that was very beautiful, because I could see this happening within you, the, the insights that were coming. You, you were trusting yourself. And what you had to do before the trust was surrender. Mm. You surrendered to the process. And in that surrender, you woke up. That's the only words I can use at this stage. You woke up to another aspect of who Carmen is. And you're still waking up. You're still discovering it. It's an ongoing thing. Yes, look at what we're, you're doing now. Because we're going to wake up continuously until the yes. last day. For me, it was like losing the fear. You know, I was, ah. I was, I was fearful to, mm-hmm. to become ill, you know, to have a mental illness because all of these insights take you so deep that if you don't have someone or something that hell understand that it is also a reality then you 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 can you can get lost and and you can questioning yourself continuously you know like is this how how can i feel this or how can i know this because i don't know if you remember what i was more or less saying every class every first you know the few, first few classes that we had it was like but how can I know this? I always ask you, but how is it possible that you are saying exactly the same words that I have written in my journey Mm -hmm. uh, two years ago or three years ago? Because I remember this insight, but I was scared of, of, yeah, not being, not being able to share it with anyone ever. You know, it was like very, very deep fear. And I learned, that, you were, that, you, sorry, I'm going to interrupt for a moment. There was a fear there of owning yourself. Mm-hmm. You've already experienced it, but the fear is owning that. It's a very deep thing to take. It's not taking advantage. It, it's taking possession. It, it's accepting. It, it's being compassionate and being kind to yourself to saying. Yes, I know. And not saying it from the point of ego, but saying it from the point of your heart, that you know it deep down inside. So this was your knowing. And once your fear of acknowledging that started dissipating, then you move forward. And and, and this was a very beautiful grounding, Mm -hmm. like not pain at all not worrying at all but just grounding like um as you say exactly like like accepting you know like accepting the nutrients from earth accepting absolutely Mm. watching your tree grow Mm, you put down the roots now your tree is growing and you you you're waving in the wind you're accepting the warmth and you're nurturing yourself Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah laugh leads us in in many ways and what are you doing now you are now traveling around australia in 
a your RV, your yes. home on wheels, going from place to place, still being a gypsy. I look upon you as a gypsy. Yes. And each place discovering more, allowing Indira to grow in, in such a free, expressive way. You've told me she reads way beyond her age. Mm. She speaks two languages. And you've had beautiful experiences together. Yes. Yes. Like I think. No, sorry. I think this this trip that we this journey that we are in at the moment, we started 14 months ago. So when COVID was in full on, we full. decided yep. we decided to to go to buy an RV and travel around Australia. Uh, so we didn't have to live in the city because it was very difficult for us just being in the city and it was very uh, again the perfect timing because it's, <laughs> it's been amazing and with all of this previous journey this this actual journey that we are doing at the moment is very is the deepest journey that I have been in like is the most profound mm -hmm. experience yeah look at it this way there's three of you in a van mm. all the time so it's not as if you can get away from each other you are there and in the process you learning a little bit more about yourself about Justin about your daughter Indira and love changes there's growth Yes. 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 It's like sometimes I still can't believe it. We three can't believe it. You know, like it, it started like, okay, let's see how, how much we can take, you know, from living a big city and a normal life, working and school and, and parks and birthday parties and everything that you do in your normal life, coming to an RB 15 square meters. <laughs> Henry, we call her Henry Rainbow Libertad. So Henry is Justin's choice from Henry David Thoreau. Uh, Rainbow is Indira's favorite thing. And Libertad means freedom in, in Spanish. And, and Henry is taking us um, to us. He's <laughs> yeah. taking us deep into who we are and it's been beautiful because as you say sharing such a little space with two other people even if they are your family you know like the people that you choose to live with is very confronting because it's continuously adjusting new adjustments every hour I will say you know like the moods the, the energy the flows, the wantings, the expectatives, like it's amazing to live like three in one continuously, you know, like you have to adjust those, those three people into one. Into one whole, but also you are homeschooling Indira. Yes. And Justin is studying for his PhD yes. and you are how could I call this coaching? How many people along the way, all the time, every day? Yeah, from all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it's and, beautiful. And writing, your 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 life is rich. Mm. Yeah, it's very rich. <sighs> oh. Okay, <laughs> so we've started at the beginning. We've now come to date where you are traveling in your RV around Australia to discovering yourself. And in the process, you are writing a book. You yeah. will write this book, my girl. You write beautifully. You express it so beautifully. And I want the first signed copy of that book. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so that will happen. Is there anywhere online, if anybody wants to contact you or be in touch, are you open for that or... Yeah, whoever wants to come <laughs> along the way. Where can they contact you? So I always work through WhatsApp. This is the easiest for me because you can always video mm -hmm. call or, or instantly text. And what I do is I write every day 
at least four or five days a week, I write my reflections on not just the place that we are, but what I feel, what I find. And, and yeah, through WhatsApp is very easy if someone wants to contact me. I don't know if you want me to give the number here or, or you can. I can put it in the show notes. You can yeah. give it to me afterwards. We can do yeah. that because um, I feel you offer this sort of depth of advice, mm. which is not often out there. And you are there for your people. Mm. I mean, at one stage, you told me you had 70 online different times, which is really a full-time job. It is. It, it is, is a full-time job. I think the most important thing that I found about my work is that is my life, you know, so I live my life and that becomes very easily helping other people. So the the deeper that I go and and the the yeah the deeper that I go within me, that's how I can help others because for me the truth is wherever you are and it's very easy to put masks continuously to to say that everything is cool and beautiful and wonderful and it is life is beautiful and wonderful but life is also very hard and and very difficult sometimes and and going through all of my sorrows and all of my experiences and and going back and forth in my lifetime to get to understand in in a deeper level continuously. You told me that is seven layers, and mm-hmm. and I always go as much hard that it could be, or as much painful that it could be, that it could be. I I am not worried anymore because I lost mm-hmm. that fear uh, of suffering, and and there is no suffer if you accept the pain in the first place. So my way to work with people is to live my life and and this is why is is going very well at the moment I think because I am not scared of living this life which is what I want to live at the moment I don't know about tomorrow but today this is what I want to be with his goods and its bads with his pains and its beauty you know and 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 that helps me to be very truthful and to find people yeah like like us because I can say now like us you know I always felt very lonely until lately it's becoming us it's becoming a lot of people that really are tired of suffering by suffering you know that are tired of eating bs that they don't have to eat you know Mm -hmm. so I'm very happy to be part of this this new humanity of this beautiful movement of love and light in in the earth. So yeah, thank you very much, Misha. Oh, my darling, thank you for sharing your life with us, for being here for this last hour. It has been fascinating hearing how you've traveled from place to place and how every time there's a new blood bud on the tree. There's a new leaf on the tree. Everything is growing as it should. And your inner insight, that which is common, is now on the outside. It is not being hidden inside. So all I can say is thank you from the bottom of my heart for being my friend and for talking with me today. So I wish you happy journeying. Happy Muchas journeying. Gracias and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for being here. Muchas gracias, Misha. That means thank you very much. You know, I always say muchas gracias. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I cannot be happier and, and more grateful to be your friend and, and to be recognized by you and recognizing you. So thank you so much. I want to say shalom aleichem. Mm. Peace, peace be with you for the rest of your days. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed 
this insightful conversation. We will continue to uncover different aspects of ourselves through sharing with other like-minded professionals. Join me weekly as we explore the question, who am I and what is behind the inner gateway?